Okay, so I'm Yael Grauer here with Melanie Gale, and we're here to talk about Cobra Kai's third episode, Esquilito. Or Cobra Kai's third episode, even. And, wait, are we recording now? You messed me up. Okay, let's record. We, All we right. did your intro. Do you want to intro us? That was my intro, but you can intro us. You do it first. Okay. You do a little intro. We always do. Alright, I'm Yael Grauer. And I'm Melanie Gale. Kai and all things Karate Kid. This week we're going to talk about Cobra Kai episode 3, Escalito. Which we're going to call Adults Go Home. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it should be. But for those of you who don't know, that is Spanish for skeleton. And fans of the original Karate Kid movie, that should give you a hint of what will happen. You know, what I, you know what I thought was really weird? Before we get started, just the thing that bugged me. So this dance goes past midnight? Because Johnny asked Miguel to meet him at the pool at midnight. They leave, get into the costume, and go back to the dance, and it's still going on? Right. I thought that was really weird that this dance would go until 2 in the morning if it's a, a high school dance. I actually thought that that was a different day. I think I'm all screwed up from like the timeline. Oh, maybe it is a different day. I, don't I know. think it's a different day. But you might be. No, I think it's a different day. I think you need to go back and rewatch it. Um, no, I, what I, I remember that they met at the pool hmm. and then they went back. Oh, yeah, maybe it was a different day. Huh. Yeah, it was like two days before. Okay. So everybody who's listening to this, just don't listen to anything she just said. It's okay. (laughs) Okay. So starting at the beginning of the episode, it was Miguel listening to his new metal bands and working on his punches, and his grandma thinks he's jerking off. Yeah, which is actually kind of funny. And for people who don't remember, Johnny told him he needs to start listening to Guns N' Roses. Right. And then he wanted a Deadpool costume. The really funny thing was uh, that his grandma thought his hand... Uh, was messed up because he was jerking off, which was really hilarious to me because it's like this old school Catholic like myth. <laughs> yeah, so this episode I think was interesting because we got to see some new relationships and established relationships start to change. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So just like you just said, we got to see a Miguel's grandmother and his mom. Right. And his mom, we find out, does not like karate or any kind of combat sports. Right. Which we kind of already knew because he had to pretend he was in debate club. Right. Exactly. And there's this great big um, Halloween dance coming up at school. And he wanted to be Deadpool. And as I mean, you just said, they can't afford to have a Deadpool costume for him. I think she just didn't want to do it because she said she was in a sweatshop. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> this that. This is not a sweatshop. Oh. <laughs> but... He has a nice family life. His mom and his grandma seem like really nice people. And his mother does something in the um, healthcare field because she has scrubs on. Right. Actually, is it sexist saying that she's a nurse? It isn't, is it? Yeah, she might be a doctor. That's true. But if she was a doctor, they like wouldn't be living in expensive apartments. She like was that, not a nurse. She was a gender neutral hospital worker. There we go. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sexist and I didn't even know it. Oh, man. So there was a really funny cafeteria conversation where uh, the very annoying teacher was saying that uh, it was kind of the over the top making fun of people who want safe spaces mm-hmm. uh, while creating an unsafe space by basically calling out Eli because people made fun of his facial deformity and then just making really ridiculous comments about um, culturally sensitive costume. An interesting thing is though that's not a teacher. That was the principal. And oh, okay. See, I'm being sexist. 
I know. Now, right? You're sexist. She too. was a gender neutral principal. <laughs> and she uh, actually went to high school with Daniel San. It is actually the same actress playing her, too. Ah, okay. We find that later out at the dance, and she starts talking to him when he's the chaperone, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right, right. So Miguel's trying to recruit Eli to karate. I think Miguel, is this, the, I think this is the episode where Miguel also was helping Johnny with advertising, because instead of um, his old school ha- hiring a homeless lady to wave a sign for meth and a burrito, he's like, no, you should get an ad campaign going. Right, exactly. And I just want to sit there and say, Study after study shows direct marketing does not work. It doesn't work. So don't have somebody out spinning the sign. Don't go around. Don't put on your really cool 1984 or whatever black headband and go around and handing out flyers to kids on the playground. And say, Broham, kicks get chicks. I know, right? Because there's two things. One, it doesn't work. And two, you look kind of creepy. And do you have these high school punks make fun of you? Uh, yeah, I felt bad for him. He took off his headband. I know. He, I don't know. It was kind of sad. I mean, because he just doesn't know. I like look at it this way. Johnny, for all of his shortcomings, he's trying to turn his life around. He's trying to start a business. But he's just really stuck between about 1985 to about 1991. He just is. Well, it's a problem people have. I still see people being like, oh, should I put up flyers? Right, exactly. And I feel bad for him. And it was like when um, when Miguel showed him the website he had made for Cobra Kai. Go back and watch that scene. It's a nice little scene because he pulls up this website and says, like, see, isn't this cool? Johnny kind of looks at him and gives like this nice, it was actually a nice, sweet, sincere smile. Not about, oh, cool, that means I can get people in and I can start up my business. But it was kind of like, to me, a sweet little smile toward him. Yeah, I feel like Miguel's doing a really good job of mentoring Johnny, even though Johnny's technically mentoring him. Like, Miguel shows up on time, Johnny's late, he's like, training's canceled because I said so, because he's probably freaking out about money, and Miguel's like, no, look, I made you this mm-hmm. app to track students' progress and the social media campaign, and he's got, like, rat on his phone. Exactly. So it's he's kind of doing a, you know, it's like that stupid cliche college uh, acceptance essay where you're like... I wanted to help this person, but really, they helped me. I know. Or, or the student becomes the master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but that's kind of interesting. You just said that because it's true. It is like a one eighty difference from the original Karate Kid with um, Daniel San Amamiyagi. It's like, in a way, Johnny's almost Daniel San, kind of in a way. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, I kind of, it was interesting. I I can really relate to the whole sort of maybe feeling a little bit out of touch. <laughs> and I think Danielson also felt out of touch because he was, um, he was freaking out about what Johnny said, which I thought he wasn't going to take seriously. But um, he was like, is my daughter really, are these kids she's hanging out with really bad? And um, Danielson's wife is like, you're really going to trust this Cobra guy over your own daughter? Yeah. And he's getting bad advice from his co-worker. Yeah, I would say she kind of undermined him again, though, because I was thinking about what you said last week, how like Amanda, his wife, kind of undermined him. Daniel, you know, I have some issues with him and Cobra Kai, but he actually was kind of thinking about what Johnny said, and maybe Johnny was right, uh, and that Kyler and all of his buddies, maybe Sam shouldn't hang around them. I don't know. Um, I like Amanda, but she just, I don't know. I feel like you kind of hang out. I feel like it's a phase you go through when you hang out with jerks. And even though I would have loved for her to, um, you know, stick up for Yasmin more when Aisha is really mean to her. Um, you have the names mixed up. 
to stick up for Amai Isha when Yasmin was being mean to her. Yeah, I would have liked her to tell Yasmin off when Yasmin was being mean to Isha instead of just frowning. When she's like, you can't be a Laker girl because we have a one-size-fits-all costume, which feels like false advertising. I know. So snotty. You know, but she told her mom, well, um, I don't want to be table saw. I don't want to be a little nerd, a little stem or whatever costume. I want to go ahead and be a Laker girl. And I like that her mom finally kind of like knocked her head a little bit and said, that's okay. But that doesn't mean you still can't be friends with her. You know, right. you can have more than one set of friends, which, you know, sometimes uh, at that age, it is difficult to do. But yeah, I feel like Yasmin is kind of mean because she didn't get the sodium chloride joke. I, <laughs> I think so too. But yeah, I don't know. I felt bad for Aisha. I would totally dress up as a molecular compound, even if I was cute. I was just going to say, I mean, uh, it's like, we're both nerds, so I totally would do that. Even though I'm not a science nerd, I still think that that would be funny to do. Yeah. And then go around with the table salt, I mean, with a salt shaker, and shake it on people. I thought that that would be kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Then things are kind of falling apart a little bit. Not a, not a lot, but a little bit. There's some tension at, at Daniel's work when Louis doesn't show up, and mm-hmm. he has his bare hands in the popcorn again, and... They're giving him really bad advice on what to do about his daughter. I know. Saying, like, I know. And like Louis like was talking about abortion and Daniel was like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, I'm a nothing. I mean, don't ever feel forced to hire relatives. It rarely ends well. Unless it's like a spouse or something. Right. Yeah. That's advice from personal experience. I feel like Daniel handled it really bad. Like, I thought, it, I mean, I can kind of understand why he looked at Sam's computer, but he really shouldn't have done that. <gasps> I can't believe that he did that. I mean, um, unless he thinks that she's on drugs, I mean, like dealing drugs or something like that, or just robbed a bank, you know, stay, stay off of your kid's stuff. Give him privacy. Seriously. Uh, yeah. And then he, and then saying he'd chaperone when he was like, just, just chaperoning to spy on her. <laughs> can you imagine? What would you have done if your parents were like chaperone at like a party or something like that? Oh my God, I'd be mortified. And my dad showed up at my school once because he was donating some old computers and I saw him in the school and like freaked out and pretended I didn't know him and ran away. Now, now, when I was in elementary school, uh, my mom was one of her room mothers, you know, that come in and help her parties and, and if we went on school trips. Now, my mom was a young mother and she was really cool and hip. So I was embarrassed by that. I thought it was cool that she came in. All the kids thought she was cool. Now, fast forward, when I was in 9th, 10th, 11th grade, no way, Jose. If my mom had showed up something like that, I would have killed her. Oh, my God. I'd be mortified. But I don't know. He kind of had a point. He's like, my mom drove me on dates. (laughs) But as soon as he got his license, Mr. Miyagi gave him that cool old car his mom didn't drive him on dates. That was just necessity. And they didn't have an Uber then. Yeah, I think he had a different kind of relationship with his mom. Yeah. I don't know. Danny, I was when I watched the old movies again, I was like, um, I, I thought Daniel's son was really charming and like um he he was like a good kid. Cause I was trying to figure out like, did I have a crush on Daniel's son? Because he's not even attractive really. I don't think when I was in high school or middle school or whenever I watched you it. We see that. There's nothing wrong with Ralph Macho. He's quite nice looking close up to yeah but as a kid he was sort of dorky but i think what i was really attracted to was that he was such a good kid and like mr miyagi was such a nice guy and he, he i don't know like when he fixed his bike and daniel says like i really appreciate that and it was just really sweet you know that's true and i don't think kids are like that i think they're just like i don't man maybe it was because they were poor and they had a closer family life but i don't know miguel seems like he kind of has that kind of relationship with his parents too oh no i think he totally does with his mom and his grandmom for sure 
Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about the karate training in this movie. Okay. Miggy wants to learn to kick. Right. Johnny sits there and says, kicking is badass. Because kicking is badass, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. Kicking is badass. Kick him in the head, you know. Kick him in the sternum. Kill him, kill him. But I do want to say that Johnny's method to show kicking, to learn to kick, is kind of like the opposite of what what Mr. Miyagi did with Daniel-san. Um, you know, go ahead and, and getting your charge at midnight in a school pool after you break into the school, tying his hands and throwing him into the pool so that he learns to kick. Oh, my God. Especially when that kid has asthma. That just adds just like an extra layer of like, you know, horribleness. Now, I don't think Johnny thought that he was being mean or would possibly drown his charge. But, you know, don't do that at home. It was so irresponsible. He's like, oh, I should have asked him if he knew how to swim first. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Like, there has to be equally effective ways to teach someone how to kick other than trespassing to school at midnight, tying up their hands, pushing them in a pool and pulling them up by their hair, saying like... He still had on like clothes. He still had on like a hoodie, which of course would just weigh him down. So it was like when when he first did it, I actually kind of laughed. But I was like, this is horrible. And I mean, you know, he's kind of like being waterboarded. It was just horrible. But, you know, as we know, he didn't drown and he did show him how to kick. And I personally think Johnny liked how he was learning how to kick. It shows that Johnny was is an effective sensei. I kind of like that little montage of kicking. Yeah, because he didn't seem to react. Like, I think if I was being pulled by my hair, I would have had a stronger reaction to it. <laughs> I know, me too. I'd be like... Get your damn hands off me, you crazy man! I don't know! He's like, drowning is for pussies. Don't be a pussy. Use your legs. It's like, give him a fucking kickboard. Exactly, exactly. But that's something girls would do. You would give a girl a kickboard. I'm being sarcastic. That's what Johnny would say. You're not a girl. That's what girls would do. I don't even know that, like, pushing yourself up with your legs in a swimming pool is similar to karate kicks. I don't think it is whatsoever. It's just, you know, I mean, because that's kind of like a flutter. That's kind of a flutter motion. If you kind of like fluttered when you try to kick somebody in a martial art, yeah, I don't think you would do anything. You just kind of like jump in the air or something. Yeah, I do feel like there is something to be said for a coach having you do something you don't feel like you can do. And then you finally do it and it does help build confidence. And that's the confidence that Miguel really needs. Mm hmm. But then I wondered, okay, this was the other thing I wanted to talk about, was um, it was cool of Johnny to let uh, Miguel use his skeleton costume. It was cool, um, because his costume was terrible, and he's like, we have a reputation to uphold. But then Miguel shows up, and he starts a fight with five kids. That's what Migagi would have never taught. He would have said, like, it's stupid. You can't expect anybody to fight five kids. And I think he was maybe overconfident, and I think it might have been Johnny's fault that he got beat up. Well, right before this is when we saw the montage of his kicking, and Johnny saying, no, you're badass, you know, you're good, you're good, you know, show no mercy, strike first. And I think that to an extent, that's true. I also can't 100% fault him because, you know, he keeps on being bullied by these kids by, you know, one of them is the boyfriend of the girl that he has a crush on too, but they've been like really mean to him and beat him up a couple times. That was kind of a flip too, of course, because, you know, as you know, in the original Karate Kid, Johnny and all of his buddies, and they're in the same skeleton costume, literally almost murdered Daniel. And in this, um, he's he has the same skeleton costume, the same exact one on, and almost gets murdered, you know, by these kids with like um lacrosse sticks that beat him up. I mean, that's like sociopathic. It's horrible. 
Right. But yes, I mean, you know, I think that I don't know if you can really blame that on Johnny, though. I mean, um, to have a young man's self-confidence be a tad too high. But well, I feel like the like the Miyagi school, Miyagi-Do, he would say, don't start fights. You're doing this for self-defense. So if you're being attacked by five people, try to defend yourself and get away as opposed to like strike first. Like maybe like part of strike first, like a. A1 or like uh, like a footnote maybe saying strike first but like don't be stupid and pick a fight with five kids because you're going to lose. Well, I mean, we're talking about Johnny. He has almost zero nuance. He would never do that. Well, he did say, like, don't hit somebody in the throat unless it's but a true. serious story. I don't know. You think that, I don't know. I think that Johnny might have taught him to be overconfident, but I, I'm confused. I know. Well, with the skeleton costume, you know how, how I said last time, Daniel needs therapy. And he does. I mean, Miguel walks by in the skeleton costume. Daniel's just chatting with with the principal. And he immediately reacts and has these flashbacks about... And, you know, I agree. He was almost killed by by boys in these same costumes. And he automatically freaks out. But Johnny needs therapy. He's the one taking a kid. Like, that would be a really bad headline story in a paper. You would never be allowed to teach karate again. You took, you snuck a kid, an underage kid, into a school pool at midnight, and they almost drowned or drowned or whatever. Oh, no, I think Johnny does need therapy. I think he needs a bunch of different kinds of therapy, um, including about his drinking problem. But... We're supposed to look at him as the screw-up. Right, right. But Daniel isn't. Daniel has this great life, but he's still so affected by something that happened to him when he was, what, like 17? I don't know what the driving age is out in California, so I guess 17. (laughs) And, you know, and and he just immediately goes off. And goes after and finds Johnny and goes after Johnny again, mm-hmm. you know, um, verbally. But I do think it was kind of funny. There, There's a nice little moment when Daniel sees Kyler dragging Sam away, you know, um, Daniel thinks possibly for sex and says something to um, Johnny and runs away. And Johnny gives this kind of like little funny little small like basically whatever daniel i just thought that was kind of a funny little thing right i was thinking about this a lot because i was having a twitter discussion with people that like got a little bit contentious but then when i stepped back and looked at it i realized there's a lot of nuance here and it's really complicated so i feel like daniel's way of thinking is like and, and sometimes it's true it's like these people are bad this gym is bad they hurt people and then he sees it happening again and he's like what the fuck like i feel like that's like some somewhat legitimate. I, I don't disagree with that. But I mean, Johnny looked him right straight in the face in this episode and said, I'm not Crease, his old evil sensei. And that also is legitimate. That's legitimate. Right, right. I did think that Johnny giving out flyers to kids made him look like a creeper. It does make him look like a creeper. I totally agree with you. And Daniel was right. Johnny did not. He was trespassing and shouldn't have been at the school at night, walking around, handing kids flyers and putting flyers up on lockers. Right. And he was like, he couldn't even pronounce, he couldn't even read out the URL because he's so. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He said it was a rad, a rad internet site. And it was like, www. Period. Period. Cobra Kai. Period. C-O-M lowercase or whatever. It's a rad internet site. I have to say that was hysterical. It was really funny. It was so funny. I think I feel that way when I try to use Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I hate it. Like I like to think I'm really technical, but um That's like the one thing I just can't do. I can't do it. And I guess maybe I don't need to, but I can't do it. Yeah. Um 
I kind of could see it from both sides because Johnny's like, I'm promoting my business. You should try minding yours. I'm just putting up flyers. He doesn't really have... It's not like he's targeting this school because Daniel right. is just where he lives. Right. So I think we need to talk about what happened at the dance with Aisha. <clears throat> with Yasmin pulling her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, she was sitting there, you know, Kevin, I mean, Sam, Sam was cool with her and said, hey, you know... Sorry about that. I just wanted to be a Laker girl, um, you know, for my costume. But let's hang out. So, you know, she's a good kid. She listened to her mom. And Aisha's like, cool. And then how Yasmin made that mean cyberbully thing with her eating Cheetos. I think it was Cheetos. I I don't understand why a teacher wouldn't do something right there. But that's something to talk about later. Well, maybe the teacher didn't notice. Or the principal didn't notice because she's a little dense. And Daniel was hanging out in the hallway. Well, I was going to say this now at the dance. The principal was really, really, really kind of talking to Daniel and was upset he didn't wear his gi to the costume. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she mentioned Allie, played in Karate Kid by the wonderful um, Elizabeth Shue. And if they don't have Elizabeth Shue on for a cameo in season two, I'm going to be really upset. I think that she needs to come back. And um, I just think that they need to have her on. That'd be interesting. You don't think it? I don't know if she would come on. I don't know. I kind of, one of the things that annoyed me about the karate kids, the old ones, is that they're like, Daniel needs a love interest. Right. He needs a new one, so let's have him break up. And I kind of feel like she almost instigated him a little bit. Oh, she did. I mean, I know that she and Johnny were on a break, to use a friend's terminology. So Johnny was a really horrible kid. He was a horrible teen. But I kind of understand him not kind of liking the new kid coming in town and starting to date his girlfriend that he thought he was just on a break with. And like I said, I kind of liked the character, but she did kind of play him. And then how they have her break up with Daniel right after graduation, start dating a football player. That doesn't necessarily give, give her the cleanest um, intentions. Right. I, what I did like about her, because I feel like she was pressured a little bit by her parents to date someone who wasn't poor. True. And I like that she never seemed to care. Right. So that was cool. I know. I don't know. So, like, I think Daniel really fucked up in this episode by spying on Sam. And mm-hmm. It's like, if she's going to hook up with a guy, like, he taught her karate. She can defend herself. If she's going to hook up with a guy, he's going to give her a bracelet. If he's going to try to hook up with her, if she wants to, whatever, it's her decision. If she doesn't want to, she can kick his ass. So. And she seems to have a good relationship for both of her parents, to include her mother, her same-sex parents, which is important. I meant if anything weird happened to go to them. Right. To go to her mom or her dad. Right. So I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah, he was acting kind of creepy with his daughter. I don't mean that in a sexual way, so, you know, don't don't say that. Right. But going into her privacy, and I kind of, if he was afraid, like, I don't want my daughter to get raped, that's different. But he wasn't. He was like, I don't want my daughter to have sex. That's a totally different thing. And even though Kyler is a creep... And just kind of playing her because he does just want to bang her. You know what? To an extent, that isn't any of his business. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't really feel like I'm the best person to give insight on this because I'm not a father. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, with, a, with a girl. Or me. With a daughter. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's normal. or I know my. I don't know. Like, I feel like I had a lot of friends whose parents would, like, sort, look through their shit and read their shit. And, right. like, I was always very sneaky about where I kept things. <laughs> because <laughs> of the surveillance in my house so i don't know if that's abnormal i'm not sure my parents um i do have to give them credit for that they like never did and i know they didn't because i hid stuff and set little traps so if anybody went through my stuff i would know mm. and they never did my mom has told me since then that you know that she never would have done that because her mother did that oh, 
you know, I was a really good kid in high school too. Right. You know? right. Yeah. I don't know. I, he got the idea from a coworker. I don't know. So I was trying to decide like who was the least ethical in this episode because I feel right. like okay. Here's my summary. The Johnny's kicking lesson was bad, but he did a better job getting his protege to the dance than Daniel did with Sam. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have even been there, and then spying on her was like, what the fuck? So, I don't know. I think maybe they're tied. Well, I don't know. I guess Johnny was more criminal because he could have killed somebody. His intentions were good, but doesn't excuse him doing that, mm-hmm. you know, either. And he is trying to build his business. We see some past due bills. He's trying to do everything he can to get um, kids in. And except for almost drowning his student, he did a really good job with showing him how to kick because, you know, Miguel became a really good kicker. I kind of liked the way he was showing him. I thought that it was um, like a really good teaching method, too. I don't mean the drowning. I mean the actual kicking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the drowning's a bad, bad, bad method, you know. I And I really, really liked that he acknowledged, yeah, kicking is badass because kicking is badass. Punching things is badass. And let's face it, that's why a lot of people do go into certain kinds of martial arts. It's just true in combat sports. Right. Because it's cool. Right. You know, even fencing or something, because it's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I do feel like Daniel has this wrong impression of Johnny that he thinks like, oh, you're just trying to cause trouble when really he's just trying to make a living and help Miguel. And, right, exactly. And like maybe he teaches shitty things and maybe he... I, I, I do think he's somewhat responsible for Miguel getting his ass kicked because the first thing you should teach somebody if you're teaching self-defense is like awareness of your surroundings and like just the awareness that five against one or three against one is just a bad idea. No, I don't disagree with you. I, as I said, I think um, Miguel was overly self-confident that, you know, just having a few kicking lessons made him think he could take him on. And he did do a really good job kicking Kyler in the chest. He kicked his ass like that, but, you know, then they all grabbed him and, you know, beat him up with other cross sticks, which can kill somebody. So yeah. don't ever do that if you get angry with somebody. Right, right, right. But I'm unethical. I mean, Daniel was unethical in a personal way with his daughter by going through her stuff, going onto her email, reading her um like I am, and then following her into a classroom, um, (laughs) thinking that she and Kyla were going to have sex and went in and like freaked out. That was so embarrassing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But also like, I think if I was at a dance and my parents were there, I wouldn't try to sneak off if my dad was at a dance. Like, I don't think I would have even done that. Absolutely. At our high school dances, we couldn't get out of the, um, gym we could go uh, to the bathroom but the bathrooms were right there and there were teachers all around so there's no way that we could have snuck into any um classrooms or been making out like those kids were and johnny would have never gotten on and this was a long time ago this is hilarious to me that he thought that people who were making out would making out would be more interested in his flyer Uh, like it just shows you where his priorities were in high school I do want to give a nod to the music in this episode. I kind of like how they really have a 80s type movie soundtrack, if you notice, to like the background music. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's what won this um, episode to me. I just really started to um, notice it. And it reminds me of the original I'm a Karate Kids. And by that, I just mean the first two because the rest of them kind of sucked. (laughs) Yeah, I rewatched them all and and I agree. The first one was great, but the others weren't kind of weird well, I, I like the second one quite a bit too the second one was the one where he went in okinawa to, yeah i feel like it was kind of weird setup it was and it was cheesy we can talk about that another time yeah. but okay 
but I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, who was the most unethical? I, you know, I still think Johnny, even though, like, I don't like that Daniel, like, violated his daughter's privacy, but I think he did it out of, like, I think he actually cared. I think Johnny actually cared, too, when he was trying to teach Miguel how to kick, but I think he did it in a really shitty, irresponsible way, and, like, just because nothing bad happened doesn't mean that nothing horrible could have happened. Okay, so how so? So, um, let's look at the kids. So, who, which of these two were the most unethical with the kids? Kyler, who beat up, who he and his thugs beat up Miguel and gave Sam a really cheap bracelet so that he can bang her later, or Yasmin, who cyberbullied um, Aisha and you know made made that mean little thing and sent it to every single kid in the school. I think cyberbullying is worse than trying to get laid in a stupid way and beating somebody up i agree because that affected it was only a small handful of people knew about that versus everybody in the school and i and i kind of feel like um miguel could have gotten away true if if he hadn't like kicked them he could have ran that's true see when i took karate that was the first thing they taught us was if you can try to get away try to get away um don't you misuse your karate and i think they even taught us like be aware of the number of opponents because you're supposed to line them up and do things like that which is kind of impossible to do in real life but you're supposed to at least be thinking about not having people coming at you from all sides but honestly like if there's that many people attacking him i'm surprised he wasn't you can get really injured when there's multiple people coming after oh, you. Oh, I know. I'm, well, I mean, you know, and then they started beating him with with the cross sticks. I know I keep right. on talking about that, but that could, like, kill somebody. Right. That literally could kill you somebody. You get spinal injury. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like Johnny, maybe his intentions were good, but I feel like he really failed Miguel in that episode. And, and at least, like, if your protege's there and he's, like, paying enough attention to him that he wanted to drive him there and give him a cool costume, right. like, and he doesn't even realize he's getting his ass kicked until afterwards, like... Almost after. But when he saw Kyler and his thugs run out of the locker room and talk about what they did, he did go right in, you know, so... That's where it ended. Yeah. So if it was Miyagi, he would have psychically known it was going to happen and he would have beat them all up ahead of time. (laughs) Exactly. Daniel-san's in trouble. So that's what Johnny needs to start doing. But I don't think Johnny's ever going to be on that kind of spiritual. Yeah. I feel like Johnny's more of a hands-off person, too. Like when he told that homeless lady, like, of course, you can you can spend the money on anything you want. That's how money works. I know. I know. I thought it was funny. But you know what? That also wasn't judgmental. Now, he drinks Coors like it's going out of style, but he didn't say, I'm not giving you 10 bucks so that you can go and, you know, buy meth or whatever. But that's true. I mean, he didn't say anything like that. I've had that conversation with people before because I, I, you know, like, um, I have a friend who's a nurse and she's like, I would totally give somebody money even if they're going to spend it on alcohol because they can decide how they want to spend it. But I, the other day, somebody was asking for money at the gas station and then they told me they didn't have car insurance and I didn't want to give them money for gas knowing that they might hit somebody with their car. You were probably lying anyway, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I just... uh I, I feel like both are legitimate. Like, I feel like it's okay to give people money. I never liked it when people gave me money and then tried to tell me how to spend it. Oh, no, exactly. I've done that before with panhandlers. So let's just call them that. 
who are obvious probably, um, alcoholic or on drugs or in some way. And I've said to them before, do you want money or do you want me to get you something to eat? Because I can get you something to eat if you want. And I have had before people say, would you get me something to eat? Because it's technically spending more money, but then I can get something they want. Or they said, I, I just want the money. And I figured the odds might be good that they're buying that to go and, you know, get it fixed. But it was my choice to give the money. Yeah, I think it depends. When I did Food Not Bombs, because we serve vegetarian or vegan food, like a lot of people were like, I don't want to eat this because I'm going to get full, but not, but then be hungry again in 10 minutes, which I think is legitimate. They're like, I really need some meat. (laughs) Right. Well, it's true. Protein is very satisfying. So technically they're turning away food, but they're doing it for legitimate reasons, you know, or if you try to give them like, like I've seen people try to give homeless people dried beans, and they're like, "I don't have any way to cook this." Well, how how are they going to cook those? That's the stupidest yeah, thing I've ever. Yeah, so I don't know. It's complicated. I don't think that all homeless people are spending money on drugs. No, like, no, probably a I bunch don't of either. Them I just mean you. Sometimes you can obviously tell somebody is an addict, yeah. you know, and um, the odds might be good they're going to go and do something with it. So, but if if you give people money. No, that's it. I, but he, why did he, did he really think that people were going to go do karate because some homeless lady is spinning a sign? Of course not. And she... Come on now. I know. I mean, that she's unkept and everything, too. Right. First of all, I don't think anybody goes anyplace because somebody's spinning a sign. I try to avoid those places because I don't want to... I don't want to go to a place that hires people to spin signs because I feel like they don't they don't treat people well. You know? I always wonder this because there's a place up up the street here. It's this cheap haircutting place. They do that, you know, and it's really hot here, of course, just like there. And you see them out there and, you know, and I'll go off and do errands and I'll go out four hours later and they're still out there. And I'm thinking, do they even, are they even paying these people what they should be paying? Are they giving like 10 bucks? Right. So, right, yeah. so I just kind of wonder about that too. And I'm like, are they so bad at marketing? They don't even have like um, a website or something. I mean, for real. Johnny's terrible at marketing. But I think in general, people are bad at marketing. Like it's not just Johnny, even though he was particularly bad at it. I think people don't know how to, how to, how to market that's because Johnny is like in like 1988, 89. Yeah. But even in 88, actually, it's funny because when I went to karate, I saw a flyer at my comic book store and it had a little like one of those little things you could tear off with a phone number. Right, right. Yeah. So it did work. <laughs> but I don't know. I think like even back then, people would be like one free lesson and. I don't know. And it's like, like if his strategy is to build up Miguel and make Miguel a badass, which like, yeah, maybe that does happen because it's a, a TV show, but that's kind of a hard, sometimes it takes time and that's a difficult strategy. Exactly. But when did you see the karate thing in your comic store? Like about what year? It, let's see. I was probably 12 or 13. Well, maybe a little older. I think it was somewhere between 92 and 95. Okay. All right. No, I would just wonder because of stuff online. Yeah, but you see, there wasn't social media then. Right, right. And I do still see flyers for events. And when I've hosted events, people do. There's specific places where if you can put flyers, people will see them. Oh, no. Like on campus, I see them all the time, too. But I use that as part of like a larger strategy. Like I I always just do everything. It's like this podcast. I'm putting it on everywhere. I'm putting it on Stitcher. I'm putting it on iTunes. It's going to be on or Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and just Anchor and everywhere. It's like when I do an event, um, I get it on the calendars and the free like local weekly and then all the daily papers. And then I'm also going to like put an ad on Facebook and I'm going to host an event bright and invite all my friends to it. And I'm also going to maybe place an ad if I of money and yeah maybe i'd put up flyers oh i was just wondering but if you're just putting up flyers and having someone spin a sign and 
I don't know. He wanted to do word of mouth through Miguel, but the thing with word of mouth is that you need more than one person usually. Well, I mean, I mean, I did like that Johnny did tell him, do you know anybody at school? Because, of course, kids are the best ones. And when one kid starts doing something, a bunch of kids want to start doing it. Right. Because people are like, oh, well, they're not the cool kids. But they make a difference because, you know, I mean, a group of kids is a group of kids. You know, like especially Eli, um, you know, like he gets bullied an awful lot because of his um, because of his cleft palate. You know, and he did ask them and he did mention something to them, but they kind of hand waved him. Right. Right, yeah. For now, anyway. I guess we'll see what happens next episode. I mean, it's funny because I went to karate because karate was cool because of the karate kid. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I don't know if it's cool then anymore. It's like MMA is cool now or like jujitsu maybe. I think smaller kids still go to karate. That's a good question about older kids. I don't know. But like MMA, like BJJ are like the big things now, I think. Though Taekwondo is still popular. Yeah, that's true. You see, I consider that more of a sport sport, you yeah. know, but um, but still, yeah. Yeah, that's real popular, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of places around here just because of where I live. I mean, there's so many big MMA places and there's um, a UFC and Strike Force and everybody, um, actual real fighters and, you know, black belts that have MMA gyms and BJJ um, dojos within like 10 miles of me there's probably 10 and i'm not exaggerating yeah and you know, i was crazy but i mean and there wouldn't be that many places if there weren't that many people and they all have um classes for kids but i would say even when i was in high school it was like very niche like i did get people from my school to go train with me i think like um i think i brought in four or five people in like two or three maybe stayed right but there wasn't anybody else from my school there it was like very niche it was pretty small classes um most of the people who were doing activities were doing activities at school so they were joining track or marching band or whatever was offered at the school that's actually true yeah, I didn't think about that. That's true. That's true because I was thinking that in high school, anything like that I did, I no longer did because, you know, I like um, was on the track team, the field hockey team and stuff. So it was different. And then when I got older, when I became an adult, then I started doing, you know, Aikido, which you like to make fun of and call people passive aggressive. <laughs> well, I do think Aikido can be very, pa- but I have met a lot of very passive aggressive Aikido people. I'm just passive aggressive with or without the Aikido. They will say things like, and not all of them, because I've met really cool, like, I think Roy Dean is really cool, but I have met a lot of Aikido people who will say, when you come at me, you're telling me that you want to be taken to the ground, so I am just passively, peacefully taking you to the ground like you asked for. And I'm like, no, it's okay to say, it's okay to say I'm going to defend myself and I might have to use force to do it. I don't know if it's... I just happen to go across a lot of... And then the other thing I've noticed that Aikido people do is... um, This is one of the things that bugs me about... Not even just Aikido, but like karate in general. Is when people say... Well, at least in in this show, like they're competing. They're actually doing competitions. But I feel like a lot of people will say... Well, I can't do real Aikido or taijutsu or whatever because i would dismember you and you would be oh dead. my god they're like i can't water it down by not striking at the knees you know? oh my god that's <laughs> i can totally imagine somebody saying that for real i just feel like there's a lot of like in jujitsu if you suck or if somebody's better than you you know within like 30 seconds and it's oh yeah you right. just have to deal with it it's like wrestling you just have to deal with it you just have to suck it up and this person's gonna beat you up maybe they'll beat you up a little less if yeah. they're being nice <laughs> i would just go say and they're just gonna 
beat you up for the three to five minutes on at your role or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I feel like with karate and, you know, some of these other mar- traditional martial arts, you could really suck and think you're amazing because you have a high rank or go to a lot of classes. That's true. That's a good point. So, like, Miguel got his ass kicked. Like, if he had actually been sparring with people, he would probably realize, like, no, I'm not that advanced. That's true because he, because he had just been breaking boards. Right. And he was doing really, really, really well at doing that, but kicking something stationary is, I mean, we all know is even like when you are like just learning to move and like any martial art, it's very isolated. But as soon as you start sparring with somebody, you're like, oh, my God, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. But to be fair, like I think people can uh, have really overinflated views of their performance in jujitsu, too. Like there was a girl that I trained with in uh, Minneapolis and she was a white belt. I think I was a white belt, too. We were like around the same rank. I, she might have been like slightly higher rank than me but I'd been training a lot longer so I think I was like a little better than her performance wise but she was way more consistent at that gym and she was also smaller and I was a little bit more athletic but anyway she went she went up against one of our purple belts at the time who was really good he's just really good like I competed right. in worlds and just was a badass and she's like oh I tapped him out and I'm like you know that he's not going 100% right yeah, and she's no like way. no he was really resisting and I'm like you're dumb like, like he was probably, you know, letting her move or um, trying out. Maybe he was trying out some kind of defense to see if it worked against the lower level opponent and playing on it with his game. And I feel like she was, it was ridiculous for this white belt female to assume that she had almost tapped out a purple belt. It was ridiculous. Well, I was going to say my, um, my place, the guy who runs it and owns it was in UFC, Strike Force. WEC everything and is a legitimate I mean you know I think it's a third degree black belt and he's shown me moves and I quote unquote roll him and like get him in a lock of course I'm not really doing it but because I'm not stupid and I've never rolled with him but if I did just even rolling with the man just as you know is different just just because of the strength things is so different and trust me I know that he could kick my ass I know the 13 year old in there that I roll with sometimes she kicks my ass right and I don't think it's like always rank ba- like I definitely have seen lower belts catch higher belts and things and if I somebody's know, done I wrestling know, know. and they're really athletic and just like the maybe they're good at a particular thing that someone else is weak at but right. I do think that like if you're not especially if you're not competing uh, but I don't know even if you are competing I've seen people compete as white belts and they won a match and so they won whatever they won states as a white belt or something and they're convinced that they're like amazing until they get promoted and then they get their ass kicked and so i feel like like maybe you might have a better view of how, your performance if you compete but i think a lot of it is like luck <laughs> oh no i don't disagree there was a i'm getting off track some here but there's an 18 year old girl white belt and they put her with me i was like oh good good it'd be somebody i can beat or when we spar and immediately, immediately when we started, this was just like a couple months ago, I was like, what the hell? And halfway through, I said, why are you so good at this? She goes, oh, well, this is my first class, but um, I was uh, this big wrestler. I'm in high school and I came in the States and everything. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so even though it's this kid, I'm like, yay. You know, she's been wrestling probably, you know, for what? So she's been like nine or something. And even though I know that, you know, wrestling and BJJ isn't the same, there's enough that's similar. She just was able, I mean, she was arm bar me her first night, right? Yeah, 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 it's tough. I don't know. Uh, 
So I guess I can't I can't rag too much on Aikido and Karate for people having overinflated views in their opinion because it does happen in all sports. I just think it's, <laughs> it might be slightly less likely if you're regularly sparring and competing. <laughs> I I just think it's best just to run. That's the thing I always say um, that I'll get into a cage with Chris Cyborg anytime you want to pay me to because I would immediately make fake that I had a heart attack as soon as the bell rang and dropped down so I would be okay <laughs> but it's also like I can understand like if he was maybe defending like um, a kid from being attacked or something like that then yeah maybe he would be willing to put himself at risk but what is he starting a fight with all these guys for other than his own ego you know, you know that's actually a really good point because his friends ran right so they left, so he wasn't even trying to help them. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, because it's true that Johnny had been showing him all this. So, And he did do a really good kick, but then after that kick, what do you do? Run. <laughs> or even what Johnny did in the parking lot that, that night when he beat up Kylo and his thugs. Johnny was even able to do it. I think that Johnny would have stopped if they had stopped. Like, I think they instigated it. I don't know. I think he seemed... I, I guess he wasn't completely controlled because he was not aware of his surroundings. When he did not notice the police with pepper spray behind him. But no, those kids attacked him. That's true. I do think that if he had hit them and they backed off, he would have just let him go. Like, I, I do think he would somewhat controlled. So... I do know why those little rich kids were over in that part of the valley, though, but that was episode one. They thought it was a good place where they could get beer without getting carded. Oh, that's right. Actually, you're yeah. right. I forgot Which that. Which is probably legitimate. You're probably more likely to get beer without getting carded in that kind of area. <laughs> so, yeah. Unless you run into someone who like is like, oh, I know you from school. I know. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but... I looked at my notes, and that's all I have today. This is all I have also. So yeah, I think I think we should call the episode Adults Go Home because they were both being stupid. Yeah, either Adults Go Home or what's the thing that Sam texts Daniel? You're a ghost. You're a ghost. How about Ghost Go Home? <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my god, they suck. I'm Yael Grower. And I'm Melanie Gale. And we'll catch you next time on The Karate Chop.